Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. I'm here with Sean Martin. Uh, in in honor of um, in honor of Sean being here, we're gonna we're gonna go deep on the uh, on the Corn Ferry tour. Get 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 steep on some uh, guys that maybe we don't usually talk about a lot. And yeah, how excited are you for this, Sean? I'm excited. Uh, I'm sad that Chip's probably too busy talking college football to. He just left us for Dabo and. Saban and he couldn't he's just dropped us like a bad habit well last uh yesterday we we taped one with uh, me and him and, and Mark Immelman and we started we, we went down the road of like comparing college football teams to PGA Tour players and we only did like three or four but the the one that I had was Rory is is OU is Oklahoma which you sure can, yeah you know who who was Cal Poly uh probably Bob Streb who the undefeated we, Cal Poly Mustangs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 who did they play? Like, what was their football schedule look like? Uh, I know they beat the university of San Diego in week one. Okay. And then they're traveling to Weber state, which if I'm not mistaken is the alma mater of Kurt Warner, I believe. Is it? Uh, uh, no, it's not. That's not true. Is it? Kurt Warner's from like Indiana. Are you gonna make me Google this on uh, live radio? Yeah. Do they put? Is it seven man or is it eleven man football? Uh, eleven man full pads tackle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he went to Northern Iowa. Somebody went to Weber State. Maybe. I was cl- I was close with with uh, Harold Arsenault went to Weber State. Remember him, Harold the Show Arsenault, March Madness legend. Uh, sorry. You don't know. I'm don't not. Remember Harold? I'm not the. I'm not the best person for this. We're go, It's going down a bad path. People have already logged <laughs> off. They're out. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do this thing. So this is this is brought to you by TD Ameritrade. We're gonna do stock up, stock down. And usually Chip and I do stock up, stock down for uh, like a handful of guys. And there's a hook. It's like player of the year or going into a major or whatever. We're going to do it for an entire list of people. We've got the top 50 here that made it to the Corn Ferry. We're not going to go through all 50, but we are going to go through. I'm going to, we're just going to run through the top 25. We're going to split it into two pods, bang it out, and just kind of talk about the guys that we want to talk about. And I'm curious, you have more of a knowledge of some of the background of a lot of these guys than I do. And I just kind of want to get a feel for like what, what is what's it like for these guys going to the PJ tour? How successful can they be? We saw guys like Sung J M last year, who is probably going to end up being the rookie of the year. He came from the corn Ferry tour, had a ton of success there, had some success on the PGA tour. So let's start at the top and we don't have to talk about each guy, but we do need to give a stock up, stock down for each guy. So we're going to start with Scotty Scheffler stock up, stock down. Stock up, man. I think uh, just, 
I shouldn't be surprised, I guess, because so many of these guys are making the transition so quickly. But, you know, you're used to guys taking three, four years. I mean, it used to be if you got your tour card at like 27, like that was you were probably ahead of the curve a little bit. You were in good shape. You were happy to be there. Uh, that's not the case anymore. I, I tweeted something on Monday when this was all wrapping up that uh, there were nine guys on the 2017 U.S. Walker Cup team who turned pro. Six of those guys already have tour cards, and, and Scheffler's one of them. He had a great season, uh, won twice, and he gets the uh, the big thing too. He gets the fully exempt status for winning the overall points race for the whole season, and that's huge because you don't have to worry about reshuffle. So you get off to a bad start, you don't have to stress about not getting into events. Uh, you can pick your schedule for the most part, and then also you're getting into the Players Championship, which uh, is a nice little bonus there too as well. So I think the biggest thing for him is that he's got a lot less stress on him than a lot of these guys. Uh, speaking of the Walker Cup, how are you consuming the Walker Cup this week? How are you not there? Uh, probably the mostly. Uh, I've never covered a Walker Cup. What? But anyways, I just, yeah, I know, right? Uh, How's that? How? How's that possible? It just, it, I, I don't know. It just always fell through the cracks. Uh, always a lot of people wanted to go, I guess. And uh, so yeah, I've never been to one. I want to go, you know, the next two in America are, are at Seminole, which is driving distance and then Cypress point, uh, mm. near and dear to my heart. So I'm hoping to go to the next two domestic ones. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, mostly Twitter. I think it's just a hard one to cover or hard one to follow this week. I think it's like an hour highlight show in the late evenings. Yeah. So a lot of Twitter. Yeah, it should be. I, I don't know. I'm not super deep into it, but, um, I don't know. Stuff I, sometimes stuff like that is more fun to look back on than it is in the moment because some of the guys you're like, wait a second. I mean, like, do we know how good this guy's going to be? Like, what, what's this going to look like in five years? And I think it's like, what was it? The O was it the O seven team with the with Fowler and DJ and and Webb and all those? Was that the team that was just so loaded, Horschel? Yeah, I think same thing with college golf. You don't really when you're talking about best teams ever you're not really talking about the teams that had the best seasons. It's the teams that ended up having the most tour players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like the 2017 Oklahoma state team uh, is going to be looked upon probably very fondly uh, after they all like four of them went on tour this year. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely think that that 07 team was really special. Dustin Johnson, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, uh, Billy Horschel. That's what Horschel more guys. And, uh, that's when Horschel and Rory got into it. Yeah, and then Horschel and Ricky were like partners. Ricky had the crazy long hair. Horschel was like picking him up when they were celebrating. Uh, I mean, that's when Ricky had like Bieber flow or something. It was like down to his shoulders. Uh, it was a, it was a different Ricky. He wasn't even in college yet. He was an incoming freshman. Was he really to college? Yeah, because he was he was because uh, he turned pro after sophomore year, and that was in. I, uh, when was that? Oh, oh nine. Spring yeah, of oh nine. He, he played in that oh nine Walker Cup, and then he almost won. Oh, gosh, it was that playoff, man. This is we're getting way off topic, but two thousand nine. Uh, Jamie Lovemark and Ricky Fowler both turned pro that year. They were the like can't miss kids. Lovemark won the oh seven NCAA's. He was on that oh seven Walker Cup team. Absolute stud. Almost won a, a Corn Ferry event. Uh, Ricky Fowler was Ricky Fowler. And they got into a three-man playoff at the what's now the Safeway Open yeah. with Troy Troy Madison. And you're talking about like two kids who are making like their fifth professional start. You know, you win, you get the two-year exemption, you're set. You don't have to worry about like questions about when he's going to win. And of course, uh, and just 
nothing against Troy Madison. He had a very good career. He was a NCAA champion, won several times on tour. But I think a lot of people were pulling for either Love Mark. I mean, Love Mark still hasn't won on tour. That's crazy. Years, that's crazy. Ten years later. Well, and that's the deal with like when we talk about Wolf and and Morikawa winning. You're like, oh yeah, of course. But like. I mean, it's no, it's not, of course. Like, we saw that. Like, no. I mean, with a ton of, not a ton of guys, but some guys, and, and Love Mart maybe being the poster boy for it. We are way off topic. Uh, I'm, I'm stuck up with Scotty Shuffler. I think he is, I think he's this great. Was, this is his first, it was his first full season as a professional, and he was the best player on the tour he played. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like the J, uh, when was JT on the Corn Ferry? Was that 13, 12, 14? 24. 2014 uh and scheffler i mean scheffler won a u.s junior in dallas uh he played pretty well at a byron nelson wall he was in high school uh so there's kind of some speed comparisons i don't think he's the next speed per se but i mean he's got the resume of a u.s junior champion played made a cut on tour in high school uh played in a walker cup so i mean he's got it's basically the all everything resume yeah, it feels like he always plays well at USGA events as well. So I'm stuck up on Scotty Sheffield. We're on pace to finish this at about midnight, by the way. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll get after it a little bit. Uh, Zinjun Zhang finished second. Got to be honest, not a ton of background here for me on, on uh, Zinjun Zhang. Uh, he played one season on tour, uh, got through the Corn Ferry. I, I want to say he finished. It was bad. Uh, I think he might have. I'm actually going to look it up right now. I think his other claim to fame, while I looked this up, is that he played with uh, Marty Dow uh, in sure. the Zurich. Yeah. And they shot uh, a first round 60 in best ball. I think they were leading. And then sh- shot, uh, I think, 80 to miss the cut. So I, I'm going to go, I, I don't know, I guess stock up. I it, I don't know how you go down if you finish second. Yeah. He finished 167th in the, corn, or in the uh, FedEx Cup in his one season. He had one top 10. Uh, and just for all those fact checkers out there, it was sixty eighty that they went to the Zurich. So, all those. I don't know. I, you can't you can't stock down a guy uh, for finishing second on the money list. But I'm not gonna tell people to go pick him in the with an early pick in their fantasy golf drafts if they have well, a fantasy golf draft. Do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, please don't. Uh, do you value the season long deal on the Corn Ferry more, or do you value the finals, the three tournament uh, kind of finale? It's the season. I love. Right? It. I, yeah, I love the finals because it's like a chance at redemption. Like you, as long as you get in those top 75, like you have a chance with one good finish to get your tour card. Uh, that was what was so painful about Ed Lore lipping out a 15-footer yeah. on the last hole of the regular season. And if he made it, he would have been in the Corn Ferry finals. Because like, yeah, at the end of the day, when people look back, they don't care if you finish 74th or 78th on the money list. But the big deal is that in those three weeks, you can – you know, totally change your season. So definitely the regular season's a, a better measure of a player. It's a bigger sample size, but uh, the finals are cool just because, and it's cool to see kind of that tour players, like the bottom of the FedEx Cup tour players versus the top of the web.com or Corn Ferry, sorry, uh, money list and how they kind of compare. And uh, I feel like this year, really, if I'm honest, a lot of the guys from the, who were coming down from the tour uh, had a lot of success and, and, seemed to kind of steal the the show it seemed like at the at the finals you've already made like seven osu references and we're like nine minutes into this so playing to my crowd yeah i appreciate that okay uh number three matthew neesmith uh what what stock up stock down stock up uh same thing i mean kind of an all everything he was like ajj when he was 
in high school, good career at South Carolina, uh, I think first team All-American. This is the thing of like, it took him three years to get out here uh, or to get on the PJ Tour, which back in the day, like wasn't that big a deal. You got your tour card at 25, you were ahead of the curve. And now it's like, man, where has he been? Yeah. Uh, and he's, but he's 25 and he's going to be a rookie on the PJ Tour. Yeah. Uh, I I gotta be honest. There's gonna be a lot of stock ups coming. I'm not gonna stock down someone finishing fifth, but all right. Anyway, well, I, I guess I guess part of this is like, is it stock up, stock down for like how much success they're gonna have? I mean, obviously it's stock up. Like they're going to the PGA Tour, but like, sure. what about what about having success out there? Right? Like that. Do we? That, I, yes. Okay. I think that plays into it for me. Of like, okay, well, Zinjun Zhang finishes 167th. Like. Are we sure he's stock up? Like his personal stock is up, but like, what about his performance on the PGA Tour next year? Yeah, I think people need to keep in mind. Doug Ferguson, the AP, did a great column on it. Is that sixty percent of these guys are not going to keep their card? You yeah. know, so we we're off the hot. I thought it was a very sobering because we're off the Corn Ferry Finals, and you know, guys are making eight footers that are changing their lives, and you're like, oh, he's so clutch. Look at him. How can he? You know, he's going to roll right out there. He was an All American. He was, you know won twice in the corn ferry he's ready to get out there it's about time you know he deserves to be out there over some 45 year old journeyman that you know they need to kick off the tour and it's like in reality like yeah some (laughs) of these guys are some of these guys are going to win at least one of these guys probably named victor hovland are going to make the tour championship uh there's going to be guys who are future stars but the reality is like more than half these guys are going to be back here next year i was offended that they even that they even made hovland play the the finals yeah just, I, just give him just, yeah i mean i'm not actually going down that road and i'm mostly kidding but it was like i, I remember last year somebody i think this was on no Line up somebody said like look peter Yuan's going to the to the at the time the web.com final so there's 24 spots available and that was that was somebody said the same thing about hovelin and it turned out to be true um, I think so with even like Neesmith like great resume, but honestly he he won in the finals That's what got him there and you know what like you beat a field of some PJ Tour players It's probably a field that's comparable to some of the like opposite field events Maybe like Puerto Rico yeah. or the Dominican yeah. Republic uh, You got hot at the right time, but I mean he entered the the finals 48th in the points list He had not finished better than six. He only had two top tens in the regular season. So it's like or three top tens in the regular season. It's like, yeah, he had an okay year on the Corn Ferry, and it was one good week that vaulted him in there. Uh, guys who win on the Corn Ferry finals usually end up having good PJ Tour seasons. But, and uh, I mean, pro golf is weird. It's it's better to have three amazing weeks than like ten good weeks. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, that's just a guy where it was one hot week, and and that overshadows kind of a, a year that otherwise was good but not great. Yeah. Uh, okay, Robbie Shelton, Roll Tide, uh, number four, stock up, stock down on Robbie. I think Robbie has the pedigree. Uh, I mean, I guess it was the same thing with, with Neesmith. I think turned pro three years ago, and you're like, where where was he? Um, but he's kind of been all everything forever. I'm, I'm bullish. I haven't seen him play too much, but I think, uh, I mean, I think that he's got that pedigree they're looking for. Uh, Tom Lewis... I, I like Robbie Shelton, by the way. I think that, and maybe I'm just, was he on that, uh, was he on the JT title team that beat Oklahoma State in like, in like, uh, what was it, 13, 12? When was that? I think so. I think he was a freshman. I think he only stayed two years. Because they had, who, who else was on that team? They had, um, 
Oh, Trey, the... Trey Mullinax. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. That team was sick. Well, and then you had, I, I think they came in before Shelton. You had Bobby Wyatt and Corey Witsit, who were two of the, like, uh, I mean, they were amazing in college. And Wasn't, and wasn't they played... which one of those guys was the one that almost won Zurich a few years ago? Uh, Bobby Wyatt. He shot 57 when he was in high school. <laughs> Is that good? In, like, a, uh, a real, in the state junior, like a real tournament. His, he, it was like... I think in that Zurich, it was like him and like Lovemark, and neither of them ended up winning. But they were like in a uh, I don't Brian, know. Brian Stewart. There you go. Okay. Uh, He's wearing an undershirt. I never get. I never understand why people wear undershirts under uh, like moisture wicking shirts. <laughs> it's kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> it's. I guess I mean Tiger did it, so talk it's to still him. it's it's. I could go on a whole thing on that. Like, what, what are we doing? Uh, Tom Lewis, number five. He won. He won the last event. Uh, he's a Englishman. One and done. Rolls yeah. in. Doesn't yeah. play an event all season or ever in his career. Rolls in, wins the thing. Uh, some Euros were chirping. Bringing up a very old uh, controversy from like 2006 when some were claiming that the Corn Ferry was the second best tour in the world. And of course the Europeans got offended. And uh, I saw some people bringing that up, which was really, I mean, you're, it was like 13 years ago. But <laughs> I mean, heck, the guy rolls in and wins uh super interesting career like shot 65 in the first round of the 2011 open championship was leading as an amateur uh then he turned pro like i think the next week and won three weeks later uh and didn't he didn't he win the was british supposed- amateur in like before like in that how he got in the open in 11 uh i think he qualified i don't know uh, uh fun okay. fact i interviewed him when he was an amateur in argentina uh Anyways, but uh, that was that was yeah, the whole he, story. That I, I mean, it was interesting. So basically, he turned pro to high school. He's like, yeah, I'm dyslexic. I don't like school, so I'm just going to turn pro. Which I appreciated the honesty. Wow. Uh, yeah. But he grew up in the same town as Nick Faldo, so of course he's getting compared to Nick Faldo. I think his dad played pro golf against Faldo for a while because they were from the same area. Um, but anyways, went to a huge slump. Was like outside the top 800 in the world and then won earlier this year in Portugal and then uh, just rolled through Newburgh, Indiana and just yeah, decimated the place. Well, and it's weird because you go from this weird European tour travel life and and now all of a sudden you're like on the PGA tour and it's just it's so different. Like I can't I can't imagine like and we've talked about this a lot with like Kepka and Yuan and everything, but I can't imagine like how just just weird that is to like. And I don't know what his schedule is going to look like next year, but that's got to be like difficult to like figure out the scheduling and and how it all works and find your rhythm a, a year after you've you've been you know kind of traipsing all over Europe and Asia and Australia and everywhere else. Well, he was uh, he was on the Challenge Tour last year. I was wrong. He won last year. He was on the Challenge Tour last year. Won an event there, and then won even more so. That's year. even that's an even weirder travel travel schedule. So you you have a guy who this time last year was like, or almost a year ago was like 400th in the world, and he's just shooting up the world rankings. He's 63rd right now. So I, I would go maybe a little stock down though. Like, yeah, just a he's got the difficulty of balancing the two schedules. Like he's going to want to yeah. play in Europe and on the PGA Tour. Right. Uh, but then also you have a guy who. I mean, he was in the weeds, in the darkness with his golf game for a very long time. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, if it's sustainable or just maybe riding a little bit of a, a hot streak and, and how he adjusts to America, like you said. Okay. 
Uh, we're going to get to a few more of these after the break, and then uh, we'll hit the rest of them, starting off the top with Victor Hovland in part two. But uh, we'll come back with a few more after the break. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Okay, Sean, next up we got uh, Harry Higgs. Give me stock up, stock down on Harry Higgs. Uh, he's a great interview. His Friday, or the shotgun start with Harry Higgs was a great episode. Uh, just very gregarious character. That's who uh, they talked to about Spieth, right? Uh, Bright, he played at SMU with Bryson. But didn't he have a Spieth story or something? Maybe. He's from Dallas. Okay. I, uh, but... I don't really honestly know much about him except he went to SMU. Uh, he was a good player, uh, not a, a great you know world beater by any means. Um, I'm pretty sure he played in Latino America. I think that's where a lot of his good stories were Latino America. But uh, I think this is a guy who might he might be back on the corn ferry and needed you know he might bounce back and forth for a little bit. I don't know if he's going to come out and light the world on fire. Yeah, he's he's another who uh, let's see. Well, he finished, he finished fourth on the on the corn. I need to go, we need to go back and look at like I'd like to see top five on the Corn Ferry from like previous years to see just like what their I know that I know that Sun J M won it last year uh, in the regular season, but like what's what's the top five look like from like 2015? You know, and like what what was the trajectory for those guys? Are they are they on the PGA Tour? Are they out of golf? Like what's you know how, how does that look? I, I think that would be a really interesting. Uh, kind of path to go down. Uh, okay, next up, my yeah, guy. Bro- had, go ahead. If you hadn't just had another kid and I hadn't just evacuated for a hurricane, we kind of probably could have done that before we got on this podcast. Sure. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> if we seem unprepared, it's because we are. I'm. I'm. I like have to count the, like my kids these days, like as we're leaving, to make sure I have them all. Uh, we could. We. Uh, my kids could. Could be a college golf team. We would qualify four. Four or five. Um. So yeah. We're we're making it happen though. Uh, next up, my guy, number seven, Brandon Hagee. Your guy? That, Why is your guy? Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I we uh, I saw him play at the fifteen U.S. Open at Chambers Bay, and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing off the tee. He was hitting like he was hitting his like three irons off the tee, but they it looked like a it looked like a driver. I mean, his length is just, it's a joke. Like he's so. Yeah. He's so long and he has super lag. Yeah. It's, it's astonishing. I mean, it makes, yeah, it makes Finau look. Uh, he's yeah. also a, a fellow Westlake high school alumnus, just like your boy, Matthew Wolf. They just there. breed just big hitters out there in Westlake, <laughs> California, except for me, uh, who also is from there. But. <laughs> except for me. <laughs> uh, I play a control game, but I think Hagee, the big thing, I mean, he's got the distance, uh, he played with Homa in college and Michael Kim. I think uh, learning to rein it in a little bit would, would definitely be helpful. Um, 
Well, I, and, I think he, he's, he's hurt by the occasional foul ball, I believe. Yeah, and he's a guy who just like, I don't know, you get out there. He, he, he got his card, what, two years ago? And it's like, oh, this guy's going to – and he's probably saying to himself, like, yeah, I hit it forever. It's going to work. It's going to be awesome. And then you get out there and you're like, oh, there's a lot of nuance to this. And I just think that there's – I think the learning curve for somebody like him, it, it's it's steep, but it's also like once you figure it out – you can be pretty good because you are so long. So yeah, Brandon played thirteen of uh, he played thirteen events on the PGA Tour this season on a medical extension because yeah. of a wrist injury. Uh, he missed twelve cuts and finished sixty sixth in the other. That's yeah, not good. No, but but got through the finals and so obviously feeling good about his game. Yeah. but uh, it is a okay. it is a transition. Number eight, I don't know how to say this guy's first name. Lant, is it Lanto Griffin? Yeah, the pride of Virginia Commonwealth. Okay, give me <laughs> him and Shaka Smart. Yep. Uh, he played uh, one season on the PJ Tour previously, finished 171st in the FedEx Cup. He had one top 25. Okay. So, not promising. Uh, second time usually promises to be better, but I think of like what you see a lot of these guys, like, and I, what I was saying with like Harry Higgs, of like, you know what, that first season, you might get your teeth kick, kicked in, but. It is. It's such an adjustment that so many guys make it look easy, but it's not that easy. And a lot of these guys need to bounce back. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up, we've got uh, we've got Kramer Hickok, who to this point in his career is best known for uh, sharing a house with Jordan Spieth. Is that fair? Unfair? No. I mean, I think that's very fair. Uh, also, for caddying for Spieth at the Byron Nelson in high school. Um, he played Dude, on the tour. Just so that that happened. So Spieth played in the Byron Nelson when I first moved to <sighs> Dallas in like I think it was in ten, two thousand ten or eleven when he was sixteen, and I had heard about it on the radio and I was like, well, why why are they letting a sixteen year old play in the Byron Nelson? Like this is this is before I covered golf. This is before like I didn't know anything. You were probably already like writing his Hall of Fame speech, and I'm just like I don't I don't even know who you know any of these guys are and uh uh yeah no i came in the day i flew in for the final round of the 2011 uh and then we did a photo because he graduated high school he played the final round uh with keegan bradley keegan won that day uh spieth had a like graduation celebration that evening and then we did a photo shoot the next day for golf week and uh i just remember him being like 17 years old and like he was just like bunting drivers like trying to roll balls to ducks and like he fell asleep on a bench while we were trying to set up lights because he'd had a long he just played a PGA tour event uh he was super polite like it was super fun but it's just funny seeing a kid like that at like 17 years old and doing 17 year old things and uh and then now being like a three-time major winner number one in the world and having like a hundred million times more dollars than i do <laughs> it's a good good estimate right there uh kramer hickok uh stock up stock down i mean what's give me give me his ceiling i think stock up you watch him play and it's like exactly like kisner uh so i think you know there is and you've seen the success kisner's had i think he can do it he played this season was his first year on tour uh made exactly half his cuts 13 of 26 finished 151st in the fedex cup and honestly like that's fine. Like for a first season, I mean, it's not horrible. Uh, and so I think, I think brighter days will be ahead. Um, 
I could see him keeping his card this year. Okay, we're gonna knock out the the last three and then and then get on to the real. Well, we're gonna we're gonna bump the second. We're gonna bump Hovland and let's and, just and, let's just you just want to breathe through Hubbard, Gomez, and Brem to get to Hovland. Yeah, and we're and gonna do it in, back. We're, and we're gonna bump it to part two, and it's just gonna be the Victor Hovland podcast. Um, Mark Hubbard, Fabian Gomez, Fabian Gomez, uh, formerly of the uh, former winner of uh, my adopted tournament, the uh, well. The FedEx or, St. Jude? Yeah, the St. Jude. It's my favorite tournament. Oh, yeah. It's the best tournament. Uh, I'm you even want to bring it up. Huh? I'm you even wanted to bring it up. I had some friends at, at uh, church the other day be like, hey, uh, you planning on going to Memphis next year? It's like, okay, thanks. Do you have guys. to like pull the shades closed and like... <laughs> If anybody, if people are listening to the, if to me and you chatter about like the corn fairy tour, they probably understand like the reference, but if not, just go Google it. Kyle Porter, Memphis, whatever. Uh, Mark, Mark Hubbard, Fabian Gomez, uh, Ryan Bram. What, what's, what stands out there? Uh, probably Mark Hubbard for the homeless hubs, Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> just a, Went to San Jose State. I don't know. Just a, a guy who played at a lower level, just keeps grinding it out. Um, he did okay on tour. I think he kept his card once uh, in his two seasons and just kind of nothing flashy, but, you know, could keep his card. Might not. Uh, I don't know. 60-40. The thing about the Ferguson I like, thing. I like it. So, like, okay, so 60% of these guys are back on, on the Corn Ferry tour next year, right? But forty percent of them, like, will will make life changing money. I mean, maybe not life changing, but like, really unbelievable money. And so, yes, it's true that sixty percent like fall back into the minor leagues. But forty percent, it's like, it, I mean, it's all it, they've earned. Like, they've earned the ability to to like change their life. Yeah. So I, I just think that we're maybe underplaying like the earning your card thing. That's a huge deal. Oh, totally. I mean, if you have you could have a quote unquote bad season and make seven hundred thousand dollars. And some of these guys that bounce back and forth, you know, people talk about how much you know the corn fairy tour. Like, no one's making money except for the top ten guys because you're paying so much in travel. And it's like, yeah, the half of what keeps them going is like that one season. If you can just get to the PGA tour like once every five seasons and you know, bankroll some cash. Like people forget that this is a job and it's nice to keep your card and all that stuff too. And, but you're also trying to make a living and like support your kids and pay a mortgage and all that stuff. So like just getting to the tour and having the chance to play for five, $6 million a week compared to like 600,000 is you're playing for 10 times the amount of money. Like imagine if like you walked into work and like, Hey, next year we're going to pay you 10 times your salary right now. But then that year you don't do very well and like uh actually now we're gonna bump you back down we're gonna pay you ten thousand dollars a year like yeah. it's just it's, <laughs> it's crazy it really is it's it's wild um okay good stuff sean we're gonna bump the rest of this to a part two and uh yeah everybody should go listen to it <laughs>